Welcome to the Weekend Wrap-Up. This is Zoe, the resident Gen Z at KLRC. Maybe you're like me and you don't catch everything on the air, but that doesn't mean you have to miss out. I'm sharing highlights from Mark and Christie's morning show, Middays with Andrea and Robert, and The Drive Home with Anson and Kara. Let's see what they've been up to this week. Let's start with my favorite positive difference story from this week. All right, Mark. So a top search on Google here lately is the name Kevin Bacon. Okay. What do you think of when you hear that name? Um, what is it? The Kevin Bacon rule? The seven? Seven degree like seven or degree something like that. Yeah. Something so, like that. so you think of the actor, uh-huh. yeah, Kevin yeah. Bacon. Well, this is a different Kevin Bacon that people, is, are, people are, are searching. searching. Okay. Okay. It's Kevin Bacon is actually a pig. That's right. his name. Kevin Bacon. Nice. Isn't that That's brilliant? Amazing. Yeah. So Kevin Bacon, top search engine. The reason he's a part of the top searches in the Google is because he's a runaway pig. Okay. And Chelsea, the owner of Kevin, she originally bought the pig or brought the pig home um, mid-October this year. And Kevin had two brief breakouts. <laughs> it's a little bit of a rambunctious yeah. one. He escaped twice. Okay. Chelsea got him back, but this time it was like a legit, like, pig meditated plan. <laughs> Get that? Nice. Oh, yeah, it's so bad. Lovely. So, we're talking like Shawshank all uh-huh. over again. Okay, Kevin burrowed under the fence. Of and, course he did. And he was gone. Oh, like, yeah. And Chelsea searched. She searched and searched. She was so upset. She decided to go to social media for help. So, she set up this Facebook page called. <laughs> Bring Kevin Bacon home. Okay. <laughs> nice. I would have said bring home the bacon. Uh-huh. But anyway. But no. So the Facebook page kept a running thread of locations and news about the pig being spotted. <laughs> and she asked neighbors and friends to share the page, which they did. People are commenting. They spotted him, but he got away and so forth. Could not get a hold of it. He was gone for over two weeks. But okay. people would see him, and then he's gone. And so, but eventually the post landed in the Facebook feed of the actor, Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon. That's awesome. And then he shared it and he said, bring Kevin Bacon home. So it, it really created this viral buzz, right? So over the course of Kevin's escape adventures, uh-huh. uh, eventually this was his downfall. Um, he had grown accustomed to eating food from humans. <laughs> All right. Which, Somebody lured him in. Yeah. One particular food was in the form of a sticky bun. Oh, yeah. And Tough it made. No. Yeah, I know. And I totally relate to him on this one. <laughs> and that sticky bun may or may not have been, you know, had a little bit of a harmless Benadryl in it. Uh-huh. Okay. Which slowed Kevin Bacon down. down. Yeah, yeah. And that was, you know, that eventually became to his capture. And so he was captured. And so someone literally brought home the bacon. <laughs> Um, but here's the cool spin on this story. Because of the Facebook page going viral and yeah. the actor Kevin Bacon also sharing this and making it viral, the owner realized she could make good out of all of this and decided to use that fame from all these new followers to create her own, which this was a dream of hers. This has always been a dream of hers and a goal. She has a little farm. Okay. And she wanted to turn her farm into an emotional support center offering services to children and adults with PTSD, anxiety, and depression. Okay. So now, Kevin Bacon, he's not escaping anymore. In fact, he's basking in his lead role. As the emotional support animal. Yeah. Of being the mascot of this emotional support farm. <laughs> That's amazing. 
um, which I'm sure includes sticky bun snack breaks. <laughs> probably so. Just hopefully no better drugs. Yeah. And then I was just thinking, I was like, he. this was probably all pre- Meditated by Kevin Bacon, <laughs> it's the big pig. Master plan. He was like, my owner wants to have an emotional support farm. I'll run away. I'll, I'll run away. Fame. Yeah, create a ruckus. Every community will come together. All of that. So that's incredible. There you go. That is our positive, <laughs> different story of the day today. Fun fact: I have been dreaming since I was a kid to someday meet Kevin Bacon. I have high hopes that this can happen because we are all seven degrees away. So close and yet so far, but I'm going to keep dreaming. Now to pivot to something more serious, here's Mark sharing his thoughts on one of the classic Jesus miracle stories. So I read something this week um, that was that reminder why it's worth hanging in there if you're feeling a little tired Mm -hmm. and weary, kind of like, God, when are you going to answer what I want? And I was reading the interchange. There's a story in the Gospels where these guys bring their friend to Jesus. He's blind. And they're like, hey, please. They says they begged him, would you please heal me? And there's this crazy interchange where he spits on this like little money and puts it on his eyes, right? It's just like a kind of weird interchange because it's like, God, you could have done it any which way. I wonder why, like, why that? Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, then Jesus asks him, like, do you see anything? And the guy's kind of like, kind of, kind of just feels like everything's kind of like trees. So, so, and I'm like, he's the God of the universe. Like, you gotta instantly heal them completely. Mm-hmm. And wouldn't have even had to touch him. And it could have been like, instantly, I see everything perfectly. But at the same time, I was like, man, I wonder if it was tempting for that guy to just be like, well, I think this is good enough. Like, this is so much better than mm. what it's been. Like, man, I can at least see something here, right? Wasn't kind of what I was thinking, but it's 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 definitely better than what it was. But for whatever reason, it seems like Jesus wants him to kind of like, no, would you like, we wait and will you trust me that I've got even more for you mm. if you'll just hang in there? And I'd never seen that in that story before, but I guess it was just a really good reminder to like when we're in some season of waiting to like whatever you want for somebody you love or circumstances. And I know God doesn't owe us anything, but if we could actually just believe him to actually hanging in there mm-hmm. and waiting, even if it takes longer than what you would hope mm-hmm. or more times or look you know, in a different way that he's good enough that he still has something so much better for us mm-hmm. if we trust him. I love that. I love this perspective because there are a lot of things in the Bible and in the stories of Jesus that we can look at and go, why? Why did this happen in this way? What is the significance of it? And I think this is a great example of that. The why behind some of the things that Jesus did, how it points back to God, and how sometimes we need to take a refreshing look at these classic Bible stories. And if you're looking for a refreshing resource, Real FM, our sister station, has a podcast all about taking that refreshing look at these Bible stories that we grew up hearing all the time in church, giving us that new perspective. It's called Faith Refresh, hosted by our amazing chaplain Justin and Anson from Afternoons. And you can find the Faith Refresh podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts or at real.fm or on the Real FM app for Apple or Android devices. Now, let's get into Christy's epic standoff with a nurse and what some listeners had to say about it. So, 
Christy had to do her yearly wellness exam, <laughs> and it was it was an intense day for you it was yesterday. An experience. I mean, first I, of all, you had the whole the dilemma of what do you do when you're in a basically empty waiting room, uh-huh. and you're a germaphobe, anyways. <laughs> so you've sat like as way pos- you know isolated as you can. And somebody walks in, and of all places, yeah, they sit right next to me. Right next to all the things they could have said. In a doctor's office, they don't even want to talk. They just wanted to. Yeah, total stranger. I'm like, we've got fifty plus seats in here, and all of these seats you could sit. And then, and and listen, I love people. I'm an extrovert, but in a doctor's office, I think we all need to space out. Yep. A little and re- space. And respect each other's personal Especially space. Especially this time of the year. Yeah. yeah, this time of year. Yeah, several things have been amping up, sick-wise, yeah. sickness-wise, all that. I could feel it. Yeah, I just didn't I understand. I would have wrestled with that, too. Yeah, and you don't want to be rude. Like, when they right. sit down, you don't want to get up and leave, you know? So then I was like, do I just act like I'm calling somebody and then walk away and then never come back? I don't know. There and you go. then, what was the whole deal with your, <laughs> yeah. your blood work? Yeah, I... Kind of had a little standoff <laughs> with the blood tech. <laughs> and, I mean, super nice yeah. girl. She's younger, maybe mid-20s, just doing her job. Um, but she asked me, she so you have to fast, which I, I right. didn't realize this. And I, I missed the, I'm sure there was a note. Someone probably told me you need to fast. Yeah. Anyway, and she asked me, this was about noon yesterday. She said, have you been fasting? And I was like, oh. And I said, well, I mean, kind of. Uh, <laughs> I uh, I haven't really eaten all day. I, right. We well, eat breakfast so early. It is kind of fasting yeah. every day. I said I ate at 5 a.m. I had a protein shake and a banana. And she was just kind of, she was kind of off to the side. And she goes, well, that's not really fasting. <laughs> and it's true. I'm just kind of silent. And I'm sitting there and she goes, you really need to fast for eight hours before we draw your blood. Okay. And I said, well, it's been, I said, it's noon right now. It's been seven. It's been seven. Is it going to make that big of a difference? Like one extra hour? Like she goes, well, the protein shake is my concern. It's going to raise your cholesterol levels. Okay. And if it comes back, then that could affect your insurance and make your insurance go up. And I was like, what? I was like, based off of. Just, you didn't want to have to come back and do it. No. And she goes, can you come back again this week? And I'm thinking, no, no, <laughs> no, let's just do this. Like, even if it raises my levels a little bit, I'm good with it. Like, like I just need to get this done so I can turn the sheet in, you know. And yeah. anyway, I, I mean, so did. we're in this silent. I'm not kidding you. It was like a probably a 15 second <laughs> silent pause where we're right. both at the standstill. She's following the protocol. Yeah. She's doing the like. It's supposed to be at least eight hours. Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm like, it's been seven. Seven, right. Is this like spirit of the law kind of thing? Like, surely. Right. And this is going to be such a major impact here, this blood test. We're close enough. Yeah. And and I'm like, honestly, I'm 25 pounds. I'm just about to say this. Yeah. Down from my last wellness checkup. Thank you. And so I'm even thinking in my head, too, yeah. that's going to keep my... Right. levels and, and blood work down and he had a protein shake it wasn't like you were having some like fried chicken at 5 a.m yeah and so okay. anyway i don't know what would you do would would you come back <laughs> what do you i'm curious i'm not would, gonna tell you what i did uh, <laughs> i just want to know what our listeners would do will you later tell us 
Because yeah. now I'm really I- curious. I'll say it later. Who won the standoff? I want to know, it, would you... What would you do? Would you say, you know what? Test my blood now. Okay. Or would you say... Okay, I'll come back. Let's let's put it out there on the breakfast table this morning. We'll have a little chat about it. Okay. Well, based so. on the text messages, it's all over the place this morning. They're like <laughs> half of the people are like, I'm out. Like, oh, if I have to come back, I'm not doing They'll it. They'll just come. Or, or yeah, yeah. It. I'm not testing my blood, and period. And quite a few people are like, hey, look, you know, they're the professional. You got to trust their opinion. Yeah. What would you do in this dilemma? Hey, I'll tell you what I have done. I used to work at the hospital. Okay. And, uh. I took and I ate all night long. I <laughs> ate uh, cakes. I drank coffee, <laughs> and uh, right it was uh, twenty minutes before I had to go get my blood drawn. I ate six donuts. What? Oh my goodness! What were you trying to do? Uh, that's that's just that's what I eat. <laughs> I went and had my blood. I went and had my blood and stuff drawn, and. Uh, Everything come out perfect. No high blood pressure. What no, in the no world? Sugar. All right, I'm sure this is not a uh, medically recommended <laughs> choice. So you would have said, you would have said, test my blood, sister. Like, Let's it's do gonna it. Be fine. That that's what I done. They they asked me. They said, did you fast for 12 hours? I was like, yeah, yeah, I sure did. Oh my god! Oh, you didn't even tell the <laughs> truth. Wow. Okay. All right, man. Thank so, you. You're welcome. I hope y'all have a blessed day. <laughs> well, thank right. you. You too. Bye bye. Bye bye. Thank you. Wow. He must be like a marathon runner or something. <laughs> I don't know. I can't like, imagine. There's no way that is the medically approved solution. Yeah. In any way, shape, or form. What'd you do? Well, I said I. I actually gave in, and I. I said, okay. Well, I'm not coming back the rest of the week, but I'll come back today. Okay. And All right, that's a good compromise. I said, I said, if I come back in like two and a half hours, that'll be nine and a half uh-huh. hours. And she said that. And be she fine. goes, yeah, that's fine. Okay. And I said, okay. And so I, I came back, and of <laughs> course, that's whenever I waited in the waiting room, and the whole room is empty, and the <laughs> and lady comes, comes and sit sits right. right next to me. It's just a bad and day it, for yeah, you. It was just crazy. <laughs> anyway. Sorry. I would have done the exact same thing as Christy. I would have asked, hey, can I come back in an hour or two for this blood work? And I am so relieved she was able to do that. Anything with doctor's appointments, paperwork, insurance. Oh my goodness, so stressful. So let's de-stress with some of the best moments from Andrea this week. My husband brought up Psalm 37 verse 4 the other day, and it's a great reminder. It says, take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Now, this isn't a genie in the bottle situation where if we pray and read our Bible, then God will surely give us what we want. Instead, what is happening is when we delight in the Lord, his desires become our desires. And of course, if they're his desires, he's going to fulfill them. It's awesome. It's such a great win-win situation to trust and delight in the Lord because he'll give you the desires of your heart when you have turned to him. 90.9 KLRC. You know how there's generic things and we always call them by the brand name because that's just what we know them as. For example, we always say, hey, can you get me a Kleenex? Well, really, Kleenex is a brand name. It's really, can you get me a tissue? But we've just always known it as a brand name. Or, hey, I really need a Band-Aid. A Band-Aid's a brand name. You know, that's not what it's called. It's called a bandage is what it is. So I looked this up. There are a few things that absolutely blew my mind that I didn't know were actually generic or uh, brand names. 
Like for example, styrofoam, that's a brand name. It's not called styrofoam. It's called plastic foam. What? That blows my mind. Or here's another one. Did you know that Q-tips, that's not a thing. Hey, can you get me a Q-tip? No, they're called cotton swabs. Cotton swabs, there you go. I learn something new every day around here. When Andrea said that Q-tips are actually cotton swabs, my jaw dropped because I would have never called a Q-tip a cotton swab. It's a Q-tip. So interesting how language works and changes over time. Up next is Robert. Have you ever felt like a gift that you have given has gone unappreciated? Well, I'm Robert on 90.9 KLRC, and in my home where I notice this happening the most is with our cats. Mm -hmm. We've got three of them. We also have dogs, but this story is about the cats. We have three cats, and the oldest cat we have, his name is Little Big, and we always try to make him comfortable. So we went out and bought him this really nice cat bed. It's all soft. It's perfect for a cat to rest in, and uh, he hasn't even touched that. You know what? little big likes to sleep in the box that it came in so he, he will find whatever random amazon box might be around the house and totally go to sleep in that ignoring the gift we actually spent money on and i can't help but think sometimes god might feel that way about us like i have extended you the best of the best why are you going for this other stuff that the world offers 90.9 KLRC. I'm Robert, and I'm pretty sure that for all of us, there's a chore that we would rather not have to do. Maybe for you, that's dishes or vacuuming. Today, however, is National Clean Out Your Refrigerator Day. This is a chore I don't necessarily mind doing, but I don't get around to it very often, if I'm being honest, because I can tell you right now, there are some things in the back of the fridge covered in boil that I am scared to know what's under that. There are many ways that we can invest in our relationships. I'm Robert on 90.9 KLRC, and my wife has been wanting to create her own signature dish, a signature dessert that she can use for Thanksgiving or whenever she's invited somewhere. We go there as a family, as a guest. So she has been experimenting with brownies and then adding things like, you know, chocolate chips and, and marshmallows and all this stuff. So she's making pan after pan of these, and guess who the taste tester is. Mm -hmm. This guy right here. So if I'm going to put on 5-10 pounds this month, it's out of love. I am investing in the relationship. 90.9 KLRZ. My name's Robert, and my wife and I have been married for 12 years, and I'm still kind of scratching the surface on fully understanding all of the cues that she's trying to send me, because there are times when we'll, we'll be talking, and she'll be sharing some problems that are going on, and I'm trying to solve those problems, like, immediately. I'm like, well, we could call this, we could do that, and she's not looking for the answer. I have to learn. She's just looking for some reassurance that I'm listening, that I will just give her a big hug and say it's going to be all right. And maybe sometimes you need that kind of reassurance in your life. God is the one who steps in and is like, I got you. Let me embrace you with my comfort. It is going to be all right. I really loved that last break from Robert. For me in my own life right now, I am trying to do all of the right things, do what I'm supposed to do, but we can't control everything. And I need to lean on God to make some things possible. And it's hard. And what I really need is that assurance that everything is going to be okay. Most of the time, I think we really need a big hug and a snack, and then we feel a whole lot better. And at least with God, we can have that metaphorical hug that he gives us and physical hugs from the loved ones in our lives. 
Now here's Anson and Kara from The Drive Home. Anson, I know that I've talked about this before, but it is officially that time of year once again where all of the gift guides are coming out. the gift guides. The gift guides time of year. They're all being delivered Mm -hmm. to my inbox or I'm (laughs) running across them other ways just randomly. They know me so well. (laughs) And I'm just running across them and I simultaneously love and hate gift guides. Mm. I love them because I genuinely do like trying to find the perfect gift for someone. Uh, Yeah, you're really good at that too. Thank you. It brings me a lot of joy when I can be like, oh, that... That's the one. That's the one. They'll actually enjoy this. It's not just like a, I don't know, oh, here's a gift. Sure, because I'm obligated to do this. Right. I love that. So I love gift guides for that reason. But also, gift guides have the unfortunate consequence of causing me to put a lot of extra things on my wish list. (laughs) Right. So. You're like, well, that would be fun. That would be fun. And that would be fun. And I need that too, obviously. (laughs) So it's a dangerous time of year, Mm. but also fun. If you've spent much time in Christian communities or in churches, you've known other believers, you've probably heard a number of what are usually called testimonies Mm, from others about their kind of incredible before and after transformations Mm. when meeting Jesus, right? Yeah. So maybe stories about people who are redeemed from addiction or illness or depression or some other hardship. And maybe you even have one of these stories yourself. Yeah. And I want to be really clear before I say anything else. Those stories are amazing. Yes. Living life Mm. in a loving relationship with God and others should be transformative. Mm. Right? Yeah. It should Mm. bear fruit of the spirit. Mm. And we should share our stories with one another. It can be joyful and encouraging. But I also think sometimes if you're one of those people who doesn't have one of those stories, Mm. it's easy to feel left out, right? It is, yeah. Maybe you've been asked before how you came to Christ and you don't really know how to answer. Mm. You're like, well, I was just born into a Christian family. Mm. Or maybe your honest story might be more like this. Well, I used to be sick or addicted or depressed or divorced and then I met Jesus and Mm. now I'm still sick or addicted or depressed or Mm. divorced. Maybe you haven't seen that crazy, amazing transformation that some other people have talked about. Right. But you might finish your story with this. At the same time, I'm beginning to love God and others more, Mm. little by little, right? In spite of the pain or anxiety or hardship, I'm learning more about what it's like to participate in God's kingdom, despite all the brokenness and the mess. Mm. And I think those are really great answers, too. Yeah. Because most of our journeys include suffering as well as joy. Mm. They include doubt as well as faith. Mm. So if that's you, if that's part of your story... I just want to say your story matters too. Yeah. Because God is a God who lived with us, suffered with us, doubted with us, Hmm. and died with us. All right, Anson. So in the past, we've talked about these cats on TV you see performing all kinds of crazy tricks. Mm -hmm. And I've always been like, come on, you can't really train a cat to do tricks. (laughs) But I have to tell you, I've kind of sort of trained my cat to do a, a trick. Really? Yeah. You did? So I have it That's on amazing. I have it on video even. Okay. From this morning. So he likes to hang out while I get ready in the mornings in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times I'm trying to distract him so he's not like eating my brushes or like jumping <laughs> up on the counter or like sure. burning himself on the curling iron. Okay. So my go-to distraction is to throw a Q-tip into the bathtub. He okay. loves going in the bathtub. And he loves chasing after Q-tips. So uh-huh. I'll throw it over there in the bathtub. Yeah, keep him occupied. But he fetches it 
and brings oh, it to me. Plays fetch with the Q-tip. Fetch with the Q-tip. <laughs> it brings it and drops it at my feet. And nice. I'll do it again. He'll go back and get it again. Okay, okay. And it's absolutely adorable. <laughs> so I feel like I've taught my cat a trick. The only caveat is um, he, he only does it when he feels like it. Ah, so yes. <laughs> he does it really well okay. when he's in the mood. It's okay. That'll be step two. Yeah. We'll keep working on exactly. it. Exactly. My cat has a brother who is actually my sister's cat, and his name is Jean-Claude. And when Jean-Claude was a kitten, he would play fetch all the time. It was his favorite thing to do, and he especially loved crinkled pieces of paper and pipe cleaners, basically garbage being thrown around the house. He would run for it and bring it back. It was the cutest thing ever. And sadly, my cat, Jasper, Jean-Claude's brother, is not interested and does not play fetch. But there are cats who love it. Thank you so much for listening to this week's wrap-up. Join me next week as we catch up on things you might have missed during the week. Until then, have a great weekend.